Welcome to episode seven of the Breakaway Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I am here with a returning guest. I think our first returning guest. I have Mr. Ed Lamb with me today. Say hello, Ed. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, unfortunately, this week, I haven't brought the maracas with me. Uh, so, you know, some people will be happy about that. Others, not so much. But, you know, you take the rough with the smooth, don't you, really? Very upsetting you didn't bring actual maracas to this one. Yeah, I I thought about it uh, and then was going to put a little picture up of it. But, you know, one thing led to another. Time got the better <laughs> of me. In amongst all that research you were doing. Um, well, exactly. So this is this is your first solo podcast, which you, which is good. Like we're going to try and get everyone on. Steve is still resisting uh, the 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 desire to come on, but I did also get confirmation from Jack Pike uh, that he's going to be on in a few weeks. Excellent. Uh, and uh, and I think Bum wants to come on at some point as well. I'm pretty sure Dawson and Shiner also want to come on, uh, but you know, to be confirmed. Well, yeah, you can't you can't just let everybody come on you know you know got there's got to be some sort of hierarchy going on here you know they've got they've got to earn it if you want to if you want an invite on here yeah and i don't want them just coming on to whine about not being in the league yeah, so, exactly yeah you know. <laughs> right so as normal we're going to cover our, our usual content we'll co- do some fantasy and normal football headlines we will cover a review of the week's matchups we will look ahead to next week's matchups and we'll also cover a little bit of interview content for you, Ed. I've had a few questions in from other members of the league. Um, and I think the thing that we're going to do that's a bit different this week is we're going to do a sort of mid-season, midway point review of uh, the rookies uh, and how they've performed so far this season. Obviously, not all of them. Ed and I are going to do a kind of top 10 countdown uh, from 10 to 1 uh, and get into it from there. Happy days. So, so headlines, I mean, the first one isn't really football related headline, but, you know, the first headline we have to cover is is Bum's Wedding and the subsequent red zone because, you know, we had all members of the league in one room uh, on Saturday, including Jess, uh, which was nice, you know, uh, the, yep. the secret to Jay's success. And uh, so it was it was absolutely awesome to see everybody. Bum's Wedding was was brilliant. I, I loved it, and and Bex loved it as well. Getting to sort of spend time with uh, with with a few of you guys that she's met before, and a few guys that she you know felt like she'd sort of seen but not really spoken to. So, uh, your thoughts on the wedding? Yeah, it was it was good, wasn't it? It was good to I the the first time we've all been in one place, I think. Yeah, maybe since a very early draft. I, I'm I'm thinking there was a there was a draft at Bums Bums flat. I yeah, think you you made it to that one. That might have been that the last time we were all, all together in one place, which is you know it's such a rarity, isn't it, for it to happen? And and like you said, nice for some of the the suffering partners to sort of uh, <laughs> chat through. Because I remember there was a conversation going on, on on our table at one point, and Bex was like, "What sport are we talking about now?" Because we changed sports at one point. So that was uh, <laughs> that was quite amusing for, for for me at least. Anyway. <laughs> I enjoyed the bit where we uh, where we hijacked the photo booth and got a little breakaway league <laughs> photo and stuck it in the photo album with uh, with with some some choice words. I'm not sure how well that's going to go down when Bum gets to reviewing that, but uh, it was funny. Yeah, that that could be quite interesting. It was the it was the logistics of trying to get everyone without making the other other members alert to uh what was going on which was uh i thought quite amusing <laughs> yeah shiner was deep in conversation with you and franco at the time yeah. and there was all sorts of like hand signals going on 
it was like it, yeah, it was like a Chip Kelly offense. There was a there was a sign just going up, a run behind. It was it was all going on here. Yeah. I was Red Zone on Sunday. Oh, Red Zone was good. Yeah, I, I, that's the first time I've. Well, it's the first time I've had so many people at my house for a start, which made me feel quite uneasy to start with. Now there's a lot there's a lot of people that now know where I live, which is a bit you know again a bit unsettling. But I haven't hosted a Red Zone I don't think since about 2016. I don't think which Jeez. it's been a long old time, but I mean, I was doing it every week uh, before that for about three or four years. So, you know, it's, it's the, the, the aftermath of cleaning up, you don't necessarily miss, but we are a lot tidier these days than, than ever. And, and, you know, sunk a, sunk a few beers with Dawson and, uh, you know, it's, it was for me, it was a very successful day because, you know, in the soccer as well, Newcastle managed to beat Tottenham. So that was fun when Valen arrived. Uh, so Yeah. <laughs> I I was gutted I couldn't make it. I'm I'm glad you boys had a good evening. Yeah, it was good. It was good, you know. Before Kyle got on a flight, you know, Franco came rode round in the dark, soaking wet. Oh, it was yeah, it was all going on. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Got mate. those chicken burgers though. That's the main thing. So you know, there was a lot of talk about the chicken burgers, and and they they didn't disappoint. That's good to know. It's good to know. Right. So should we jump into some uh, NFL fantasy headlines? We can indeed, yeah. All right, mate. Let's start off with, uh, with I guess, the negative part, which is this was another savage injury week. We had one a couple of weeks ago that was pretty brutal, but uh, this one was was horrendous. Like, Brees Hall, DK Metcalf, um, you know, Mike Williams, David Njoku, Mr. Unlimited. Um, all these guys, like, who are fantasy relevant going down, it was just a, a savage week. Yeah, dropping like flies, weren't they? It seemed to be, and you know, it, it, it. I know it's part of the game and everything like that. But you, you, some some weeks they're all bottled up, aren't they? And you think that two, two key injuries, like you said, to to DK, but DK particularly, because I think, you know, a knee injury for a man of his stature, you you start to think, well, if he's out for a while, you know, you know what happens with sort of ACL knee injuries generally for for these muscle bound players is that they tend to get other injuries off of the back of it where they come back too quickly for these kinds of things, which is a worry. And obviously for Brees Hall, who we'll, we'll talk about later, I'm sure, um, you know, as a rookie running back, that kind of, that kind of injury, that can be a, that can be a career ender in, in some instances, can't, can't it? But at the same time, I suppose it, it's a little fortunate he's a rookie as well because he you know if this happens to a running back at 26 yeah they're probably done aren't they exactly you know we we talk about the magic 28 it used to be 30 didn't it but now you know 28 you think you you've got one season after that if you're 26 when it happens and you think oh good god but you know you think you look Todd Gurley that type of that type of player happened to when he was in you know in his in his pomp really and then sort of stumbled off into the distance didn't he in the end a great example this season is jk dobbins um yeah you know he obviously had the acl last year this year he's never looked right he's obviously had another arthroscopic uh knee surgery they say out to four to six weeks i wouldn't have any confidence on having jk dobbins and and i cut him in league of legends because like well i need a running back and the options are terrible but they're better than 
JK Dobbins being out for six weeks sat on the bench. So yeah, you, you can you can afford to in a in a redraft league, can't you? Just get rid of someone like that because you know. But then, you know, in the dynasty league, you might be thinking, actually, does he hold much value at all? Really moving well, forward, I got offered him in a in a trade proposal in another another league this week, and I just I just said like, I. I was getting offered him for a for a receiver. I can't remember who the receiver was now, and they, it was DJ Moore, and they wanted it straight up. And I was like, I can't, I can't offer you that straight up because I don't know if J.K. Dobbins is ever going to play again, or if he yeah, does. Yeah, what, exactly. Kind of, what kind of athleticism he's going to have, you know? So yeah, it's the, it's the ACL ACL danger, isn't it? You know, it's it's the most common injury, isn't it? I think, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a real real career ender isn't it uncommon injuries the daniel bellinger one mate oh got punched in the face oh broke his eye socket didn't he i uh, i saw blood on his glove and at one point i thought oh my god it's any given sunday you know the guy's eyes fallen out i thought i thought <laughs> i thought you know i start him as well you know classic new york giant i thought you know giants run a lot of jumbo sets a lot of two tight ends all that i thought this would be a nice little spot start this week Gets himself a little, little, little catch. I was like, starting to move. All of a sudden, smashed in the eye. Game over for me, really. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is a br- that's a real brutal one. Yeah. And um, he's had a really promising season. Didn't quite make our, our top 10. So a little spoiler alert for later on. But um, I think he's he's been uh, really, really good. A, re- a really important part of the Giants offense. Like he's not... Not Gronk, he's not Kelsey, but you know, he's reliably getting fifty to sixty yards, four or five catches, you know, like a real pressure release valve for um for for, for vanilla Vic when he needs him. And um, you know, hopefully he can come back this season. But yeah, eye surgery is not not pleasant. Yeah, you start to think, you know, you've got all your your tangibles, but all of a sudden if you're thinking your vision's gone or something like that, that that's a scary prospect, you know. Yeah. Um, more positive, you know, some, some NFL, real NFL trades this week. And obviously one that I'm very excited about, uh, CMC to the Niners. We gave up a heck of a lot to get him. I don't know if we've got any draft picks now until 2026. Um, but clearly Shanahan felt he needed a difference maker, particularly with Lance now, now out and, you know, that run game is so important to him. And I, I think he senses the opportunity given how weak the NFC West is and the NFC generally, right? That if he can get another playmaker to go alongside Debo and Kittle and Ayuk, that, you know, CMC could could turn us into a contender now. That obviously didn't happen against Kansas City this week because the guy barely knew a quarter of the playbook. But I am massively excited. I love CMC. Um, and I think that he's going to be an awesome asset for the Niners. Yeah, I, I agree, really. I think it was the, the timing timing was great wasn't it for them to sort of be able to get that and I think you know where Jim Jimmy G you know he's very more than serviceable I think and like you said if you've got someone you know will they I suppose the only danger is they run him into the ground because I know what happens to San Francisco running backs they drop like flies because of the, the workload they get but you know as long as they as they keep him a bit more maybe he won't have to maybe he won't have to be at get so many receptions you know keep his snap count down a little bit because you know that's part part of the part of the sort of playbook I suppose to some extent is at, at Carolina he was the offense you know you know there was nothing they had nothing else really did they but you like you said yeah. if you got if you got someone like Debo can you know take some of those 
those snaps out of the backfield because he's a bit more there's a bit more to him isn't there like like we were saying the injuries cmc you know kind of player that suffered from serious injury after serious injury because of how quickly they get him back because of the the uh the doctoring that goes on in the nfl um <laughs> but yeah yeah i think i think it's a, it's a really it's a really good one but it's a you've really put the we've got to win we've got to win now we've got to make a run um yeah. and you know that that like you said the division it's gone right down the toilet these days isn't it you know it's 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 not what it once was you know and and strike while the iron's hot i suppose to some extent yeah i think so they'll find ways to get them in space um the other trade, J-Rob to the Jets after the Brees Hall injury. Uh, great for J-Rob, you know, who was who was kind of getting more and more lost on that Jags uh, roster behind uh, ETN. Uh, good for you from a fantasy perspective. You might now actually have a serviceable running back. Um, yeah, thoughts on J-Rob? Yeah, I like it for him because I, I, was, I, was, I was reading some stats about why the... Why the it was just a, a no brainer really for them, I I think, you know. So the Jets, they're on a bit of a roll, you know. Can can a little bit of a, a run sort of help help Zach Wilson sort of get, go on? And, and and you know, Brees was getting lots of touches and everything like that. But I noticed the stat from the Jags that, you know, when they played their best, J Rob was getting all of the touches. You know, that was out of the backfield. He was getting the the, the a lot of touches, over 20 touches. Um and that's when they were at their best. And you think, you know, obviously game script and things like that. But you think, why, you you know, why they lost. Part of the reason they lost is they gave it to Etienne. He fumbled at the weekend. You know, yep. J-Rob can get you a yard. He's, you know, he's that kind of player. And I think that, you know, it's a very good trade for the Jets. Who it's interesting to see that the Jets are back amongst it, which is always, you know, nice to see from certain play certain teams isn't it every once in a while um but yeah i think i think it's a, a good move from them it'll be interesting to see what happens you know next season what kind of backfield they've got because you know that arguably him the three of them him and michael carter as well that's that's a hell of a backfield isn't it yeah and obviously salah and um uh mike lafleur want to run the very niners type offense and well they are running a very Niners type offense and so having multiple running backs who can do some of the same stuff some different stuff is it's exactly what they want to do and you know it's it's interesting isn't it you see coaches from the same tree they go out in the same week and make a running back acquisition um you know both slightly injury related (laughs) but both just trying to to make their teams better they see running backs as 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 being quite a valuable part of their offense which is not a popular opinion in the NFL these days no, it has it has changed somewhat, hasn't it? From you know that the, the the feature back of days gone by, and you think that you know also to for some coaches at the same time you think well, you know, will this put the if it goes wrong will it put the will it put the sort of organisation back a few years? Well, yes, but at the same time they can't afford with an injury to not have one of the top players around because. As we know, it's a, a brutal league and they'll just, you know, after one season get get the axe and they won't be in a job anymore. So to start to part of the point that we said about win now sort of thing, it's to, you know, buy yourself another couple of years to try and sort things out and hopefully some of those injuries aren't as serious as perhaps first thought. Yeah. 
But nice segue on to our next headline from uh, from from J Rob into the New York football scene. Giants six and one, Jets five and two. What the hell? I think it comes down to coaching. You know, that's it. it, It's undeniable, isn't it? You you look at the you look at the talent on both of those rosters, and you think, you know, both those teams don't deserve to be go. You know, end over five hundred. Really, you're looking at that. That's sort of that's what you know the divisions they're in as well. Um, You know, you think. What Miami did in the off season, you know, that in the in the AFC East, you think that the Patriots will always be knocking about, you know, you, you can't not be, you know, and and then obviously the Bills as well, you know, who are arguably the 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 team to beat in the NFL at the moment. So you think about that, you think would they they'd be very very pleased, you know, you start Joe Flacco, and get some get some 2012 sort of sort of uh, format of him. You know, Zach Wilson steps in. He looks, doesn't look sort of dear in the headlights as he has in the past, I don't think. Um, you know, Bruce Hall has just run them in and, and and Source Gardner looks looks like a player, doesn't he? You know, looks you, really you, special. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of hype was, wasn't there about him and, 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 and he's sort of living up to that now in terms of, you know, why don't you throw it his way and everything like that? You know, there was the the the, fa- the famous sort of Nam the Asimov from years ago. You know, it was he was targeted so very very little. You know, and and, and that kind of player, you you think you know you, you build it modern day, you a shut down corner, you don't you don't get him. So it's it, it's it's good to see, and and the whole Jets defense as a whole is playing playing pretty well. Um, you know, which is again in some ways nice to see a little throwback. Um, to, to the to the old the old days, I suppose, to some extent, and then and then there's the Giants. I mean, what more can you say about the six and one New York Football Giants? It's 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 unbelievable. It really is. Like you you think you look at the teams that they've played, you think shouldn't be really winning any of those. To be honest, the Packers game, I thought, you know, oh, we're, we're here to play here. You know, we're a fourth quarter team. That's what happens when you've got good coaching. You're never out of a game. Yeah. Vanilla Vic is is you know having will have a career career year already. You think that how they're running the ball, Saquon's healthy. Uh, the defense is. It reminds me. It reminds me of an old successful Giants team where built around the defense, built around the run game. We're not going to ask you to drop back and and pass 40, 30, 40 times, that's not how we're going to win this game. If we're doing that, we've lost the game anyway, sort of thing, because so, the scheme hasn't worked. Um, but no, I, I really like it. Uh, you know, is 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 uh, Saquon, Matt Breeder, and Daniel Jones the new earth, wind, and fire? I mean, <laughs> NFC player of the, offensive player of the week, 100 yards on the ground. I mean, Vanilla Vic, shouts. Vanilla Vic is... The QB ten in fantasy on the season, and has only passed for two hundred yards twice. It's absolutely staggering. He is such a good runner. Um, yeah, and he it just it doesn't look like an athletic guy, but he is a really good runner. I mean, running for over hundred yards that's that's like Lamar territory. I mean, Lamar's yeah. gone nuts on his running this season as well. But yeah, I mean, they're finding both teams are finding ways to win. You got, you know, they're winning games by one possession a lot. You got to feel like some second half progression is likely to happen, but 
bloody hell, these these teams have found their coaching staffs of the future. And, um, you know, when they get some more talent in there, I think the Jets, uh, I, I don't think Zach Wilson, the milf hunter, is, is actually going to pan out. Um, I think Daniel Jones is is serviceable, and if they put some actually talented receivers around him, he could he could be good. Um, but they found the right coaches, and I think from there you can you can build. Uh, and it's it's great to see the the New York teams do well. It's kind of you know big big names. It's what you want. Yeah, it, what it reminds me of is I thought about this earlier. It, it reminds me of when you do a fantasy draft on Madden, and you forget about the quarterback, and all of a sudden. <laughs> You know, you're you're way deep down. You're 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 finding someone, and what you're doing, what you're looking for, you're looking for a quarterback with speed, because you're not gonna you're not gonna be you're not gonna win the game because you've built a defense. You've got you know you've got a good strong run game, you know, and and that's that's what it look, looks like to me. It's 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 the coaching for right. What have I got? Rather than this is how I coach. You know, it's coaching to what you've got, and you know, hopefully that is within your wheelhouse. To, to some to some regard but you know it's it's, it's good to, it's great to see it really is yeah we've we've definitely been there with uh fantasy drafts on madden where you and i have ended up with terrible quarterbacks and uh i still managed to beat jake in the super bowl after he threw like four picks on me so well there you go but that, that that's more of a statement of jake's ability i suppose to anything more than anything isn't it but there we go and never, never let a podcast go without getting a, a sliding in at jake so exactly it, would, it wouldn't be the same would it it's part of the format Exactly. Um, <laughs> another great segue here. Talking of really crap quarterbacks, Matty Melt. Jesus. Oh my Christ. God. Um, yeah. They, they were so excited <laughs> about him, you know, coming over and uh, and they, they just seemed jinxed with like the, their quarterbacks over the last three years. But like now he's been benched for Sam Ellinger, who I'm not sure is a real person, kind of like Steve. Um, Nine touchdowns and nine interceptions on the season. It's just, he's just been horrible. Yeah, I had a, I had a look at this. I thought, right, what's going on here? Because you know he's historically pocket passer. You know he's not, he's not a, a gunslinger. Let's see what happens. He's not like a, a Brett Favre type. You know, I don't care how many interceptions I throw, I'm going to win the game. He's been, always been methodical. It's six point eight yards for attempt, and that's his lowest since twenty ten. So, you know, that's a, a, a hell of a fall off. Is is passer rating is 84.7, which is the lowest since his, his, his sophomore year, since 2009. Like you said, nine interceptions, which is a league high. And then he's been sacked 24 times, which is second in the league only to Justin Fields, which when you put that into context, you think, well, a lot of those are going to be on Justin Fields because he's running around and he can't see over the offensive line back there, can he? But, um, you know, that's that's part of his. But you think, well, what's what's the issue there? And you think, well, it's got to be the offensive line. You know, we, we it, you've alluded to two previously, you know, the run game in Indianapolis, you know, is, is he a bust? Or is that offensive line just... It's horrible, you know, isn't it? Yeah, going from where it was a few seasons ago, when it was unbelievable, um, and, you know, nothing was getting nothing was getting past that, and it was a, a young offensive line. I think they had a couple of rookies rookie starters in, in 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 the in the front there, and you think that's that's where it's going. You think he can't, he's not a he's not a mobile quarterback. So if he's getting pressure in his face, he's getting sacked or. He's making ill-advised throws, and he's he's you know a pocket passer. He likes to stand in the pocket and deliver, and he's he's clearly getting hurried and making making bad bad throws. 
yeah, he's got 2,000 passing yards, but that says something more about the position they are in games than anything else, doesn't yeah. it? They don't have good receiving options. Michael Pittman is really good, um, but they have they don't have good tight ends. They don't have a good second receiver. Like I've liked what Alec Pierce has done for them this season as a as a deep threat. I think his yards per catch is something like fifteen. Um, so you know, but he's a he's a rookie, and Pittman's like a, what a third year player. They don't have good receivers, and and if you are getting pressure in your face all the time, you need good receivers. You need the the type of you know slant guys who can take the ball. Um, you know, from a from a four yard catch to a twelve yard gain or whatever, it just doesn't have that. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. Sam Ellinger is probably going to be dreadful, and then they'll probably pivot back to Ryan at some point, and then I think the Colts might be done. It would be interesting to see whether they decide the time is right to get rid of Frank Reich, and I think that'll be a mistake because he's a good coach. And but they just need to actually give him a quarterback who isn't half dead. Yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? You think that the Colts went from two generational quarterbacks, you know, in Peyton and then and then Andrew Luck, and they had you know, one Super Bowl to show for it. You know, you yeah. think that, and you think, okay, you know, Colts fans, they, they were blessed for a while, and now you know they're they're really sort of. You think, okay, well, Philip Rivers comes in. You think, yeah, he's towards the end of his years, but again gunslinger you know he'll he'll go for it tough as tough as old boots um and and it just fallen apart for them hasn't it like like you said you need you need you need a shifty receiver if you're under pressure you know the 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 Tyreek Hill sort of mold you're short you're short short guy really don't you and and they just haven't they just haven't got it like you said they got they got draft a quarterback I think um and, and do something different because they can't keep reanimating these corpses so yeah what are they going to do next bring drew Brees out of retirement <laughs> yeah it does, it does it does feel a little bit of like you know who's next on the list you know is matt, matt stafford go there you know it feels like that kind of you know they need they need someone new and and i think luckily for them it's a pretty decent quarterback draft so they should find someone but that's becoming harder and harder these days to, yeah. to 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 get the right guy i'll tell you what they could do if they wanted to reanimate another dead quarterback is they could bring in aaron Rodgers, nice segue uh, <laughs> who is uh leading the packers uh to absolutely nothing this season and i cannot tell you how delighted i am about that um i dislike him uh almost as much as i dislike russ um He's actually got like 11 touchdowns and three interceptions. So you look at it going, it's not awful, but his yards per attempt is massively down. And uh, it just doesn't look like he's got the same arm strength or accuracy. And uh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, he's trying to pepper Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins and Romeo Dobbs. So it's, 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 it's tough there. And and the run game is not getting off the ground either. Uh, It's, it's weird watching the Packers be, frankly pretty average if not bad yeah it's interesting isn't it because you think you think again same thing again um you know they went straight from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and they've got what two Super Bowls to show between the two of them two Hall of Famers no doubt no doubt about it in terms of Aaron Rodgers credentials but like you said it's it's they went through a phase a few years ago where their defense was atrocious but you know, at the time the offense was clicking. He, but he just doesn't look interested. 
No. It like, you know, there was all the off season stuff. Will that affect him? All of that kind of thing. And it's clear that it has affected him. You know, like you said, the 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 touchdown, the interceptions. He's not turning the ball over. You know, that, that's not what he does anyway. He's never been, never been. But like you said, it's the receiving corpse. He didn't even have Alan Lazard. You know, it's. You know, I think Robert Tonyan leads the team in receptions, which tells you something about what's going on there. They brought yeah. Randall Cobb out of out of the bloody graveyard, you know, just because he knows him. And you think you think about it, you think, well, that's a real a real shit show. The the run game can't get going. Aaron Jones looks like he's lost a step a little bit. Yeah, you know, AJ Dillon's plod along at two miles an hour. You know, it's 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 a bit of a yeah, it's it's all going on over there. And you look you look at the the schedule as well and teams that they've. They, you know, lost to the Vikings first up, beat the Bears, you know, as well. You know, you beat the Pats in overtime as well, but then you lose to the Giants, the Jets and, and Washington. You think, you'd be thinking start the season, wouldn't you, as a Packers fan? You're thinking, right, looking down the Loster, right, where are we going to get? Oh, NFC East, at least. You know, we'll beat, we'll beat a couple of the AFC East teams as well because they're in the schedule as well, but... You know, they're, they're sat there. They've got the Bills this week, which toughest game in football at the moment. Then they've got to play the Lions, the Cowboys and the Titans, you know, but they, and they've not got a bye week to week 14 well, it's either. The, and it's the Eagles and Bears after that as well. Like, you know, the Bears aren't any shakes, but they're decent defence. Like, Rogers has got five really tough defences in his next six games. All right, he's got the Lions in there to get a bit of uh, light relief, but he's going to struggle that you know, like you mentioned, Aaron Jones, he's been um, under the Trent Richards zone for the last two games, sub three yards per carry. Just dreadful. Yeah, and and then, not, what, and then, not what you used to seeing. No, no, it's not what you like to see, is it? And then you got, and then after the bye week, you've got the Rams, the, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Lions again, you know. So, you know, you'd like to think that the Rams will probably be trying to be competitive by then. The Dolphins, again, you don't know. And then Vikings look, steady as, as as always you know and then finish it off with you never know what the lines are going to be like do you but you know <laughs> at least they're not over 16 so there we go okay moving away from the headlines and into week six in review uh so first matchup was me versus val uh which was good because i had val on last week and he he you know confidently predicted his victory gave me some shit about a donut and then obviously we were together on Saturday, so there was some, there was some good banter there. And uh, I'm really delighted to say that I won uh, by just over a point, which is the narrowest uh, margin of victory so far this season. Um, and to be honest, Joe Burrow won it for me with with a massive performance. Uh, and Val was right; there was a donut from Darren Waller when I tight one of my tight ends, but because he went down early enough in the week. I was able to switch in Big Cade Otten and uh, and he got enough points uh, for me that I was able to to get this lovely victory. Um, talked about Damien Pierce before and we'll talk about him later on in the pod, but he is scoring really well every week despite the Texans you know, continuing to struggle on offense. Uh, he looks like a bit of a foundational uh, part for them. Um, and uh, obviously I've mentioned Joey Burrow. Um, now that he is taking the majority of his snaps in shotgun and he's got the field ahead of him rather than kind of like taking it under center and then having to come back, he is looking so much better. You do wonder whether maybe some defenses will catch on to that and will look to kind of close down the, the shotgun a little bit more. But at the moment, he looks bloody unstoppable. Um, Valen, 
his lineup didn't really let him down that much. Um, and, you know, because of that, he secured the Murchison bonus. Um, but he did underperform his prediction. And to be honest, it's probably down to the fact that McCaffrey got traded because had McCaffrey still been in Carolina, he probably would have got more points and Val would have won. So not only did I get McCaffrey on the Niners, he also probably got me the victory. And I cannot tell you how delighted I am about that, Ed. No, I'd imagine you're you're pretty chuffed about that, aren't you? Yeah, because you look at you look at Val's running backs. Uh, we say it every week, but you know that it's a pick apart, isn't it? Look at look at those three. You've got Eckler, Barkley, and McCaffrey. I mean, you think you know that Eckler and Bar Eckler and Barkley. You know, you, you you combine for forty points. You think you think you Val you, you'll win in a game here, but like you said, Burrow just went off. That offense finally clicked for the first time this season. And and like you said, it's stopped all those sacks that he's been getting because he's got a little bit of time, a little bit more college-esque, as you'd say. I know he's been in the league a few years now, but it's always going to be easier if you're a, if you're a quarterback used to that high octane offense. If you're at if you if you're not under center all the all the time, isn't it really? Um, yeah. I thought again, Stevenson again. Just chugging along nicely, isn't he? It's a, it's what, what, what an, op, what an option to have as a, as a fourth running back for you, really. It's, it's just, yeah. I think, I think Valen will be, will be tough to stop moving forward. At, you know, as, as you will as well. If it, I think it all, all depends on what Kyler Murray does for you, really, doesn't it? You know, which, which, yeah, which version of him turns up each week. It's a, it's a bit of a, bit of a, a lottery, really, isn't it, at the moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, you know, I'm getting decent runabout production from the two rookies that I've got there, you know, and then and then kind of putting it together across the rest of the roster. But you know, having having the Eagles guys back this week after the bye is going to be a good good thing for me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not uh, not particularly unhappy about the Eagles being back this week either. So you know, <laughs> that helped bolster my team at least. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, moving on. Um, your matchup versus Steve. Wow, twenty-three what a... <laughs> to 2.03. <laughs> what an absolute stinker I had this week. I mean, look, when your two running backs combine to 1.5 points, you, you know you, you know you're in a game. You know, the, the sun god goes out at score on point four. You know, we alluded to my, my, my tight end's eyes falling out earlier on. Um, you know, it was just all across the board. Just, I, I had to start Kenyon Drake. I mean... Dawson was starting him in the League of Legends. He also started AJ Dillon. So me and him were, were were very happy about the production that those two got. Even Vanilla Vic made it, you know, uh, it wasn't a complete whitewash to, to some extent. But yeah, you look at you look at Steve's team, you know, Josh Jacobs, just absolute machine, wasn't he? You know, just kept churning those yeah. in. Could could have beaten me with just a couple of running backs, really, the way the way he did, you know, a, a Walker for Seattle. They look like they found their man there, haven't they? They found, you know, Beast Mode yeah. 2.0. You know, great runner. Yeah, very, very, very angry. I like it. Yeah, like like the way he <laughs> runs and and Joe Mixon, you know, chipping in again. You know, it's he's not been lights out this season, has he? But just doing a little 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 bit here and there. Yeah, Joe Mixon still looks bad, right? And I've said this, I think now for three or four weeks, he looks bad doesn't look dynamic. He's not getting very good yards per carry because they're getting down the goal goal line so much. He's getting plenty of opportunities to get touchdowns, which is 
it's kind of like keeping his points up. He had three three goal line rushes this week um, and managed to convert on the third one. So, you know, he's he's still going to score points, even though I, I think Joe Mixon's days as an elite runner are are over. Um, having watched him a bit this season, yes, yeah, it does very much feel, doesn't it, like the goal line sort of sort of uh, scenario. But me and Steve both made a trip to the baker this week, so. Got ourselves some donuts, some bagels, you know, and that that's always good to see, isn't it? You know, and, and Steve still managed to put up 200 points and get a, a, a bagel. So, you know, just go to show how far away I was from getting anywhere near a Murchison bonus point this week. I mean, Steve putting up the highest points in the league this week is unfathomable a couple of weeks ago. But like you said, like Kenny Walker emerging, you know, Josh Jacobs continuing to ball out. Um, unsexy. Very unsexy. But gets the job done, you know. Hey, it happens, right? <laughs> it does. Um, right. So um, next next lineup: uh, Franco versus Kyle. Yeah, and I, I'm covering that one. Am I not? Or I is that you? So, mate, I think it's you. Yeah, one one sixty eight to one seventy seven. Yeah, it was a close one, wasn't it? And and those two were in good form all weekend, getting in each other's faces. There was a lot of orange juice being ordered around at, at the wedding, so which is always <laughs> always good to see. But you know, I mean, Patty Mahomes turns up, don't he? He scores you 30 points. It's almost a given each each week, isn't it, with with, with him? Um, you look down the rest of Carl's roster, just just solid, really, isn't it? You know, that's it's a couple of players, a couple of your running backs with a couple of touchdowns. You know, Tua being back obviously helps him, not to his 40-odd points that he scored that, but I think that that's an outlier, I think, for, for his season, to be perfectly honest. Um but yeah, Nick Chubb again, RB one, getting it done after a little after a little a little trade of Um yeah. I think he'll be fairly happy with that. And his boy Alvin Kamara again again chipping in with sixteen point five, which is good for him this season, which sounds weird to say after some of the years he has had. Um but yeah, I mean for Alvin Franco Kam- Alvin Kamara hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. No, but but chipping That's in mental. with points. Yeah, yeah. Chipping it, yeah. Six, 69 points and not scoring a touchdown, you know, you'd still be fairly happy with that, wouldn't you, I suppose? He's got to be but, a candidate for real touchdown regression, second half. I mean, I know the Saints offense is a little bit stuck in mud, but, you know, zero touchdowns through six games for Kamara is mad. Yeah, that is, for, for someone of his ability, you know, yeah. reg- regardless of offensive line and, and, and schemes and, and, and where where the play, play calling's going and the game script's going, yeah, it is a bit odd, isn't it? But, yeah. Yeah, you look at Franco's team and you think, you know, Zeke was seeing a lot of action this week, which was interesting. He's sort of a, a lot of, in at fullback, I noticed, you know, which is very, very interesting. Short yardage, but, you know, he, he sort of capitalised on that with a couple of touchdowns. And then, you know, having Jamar in your team when the Be- when the Bengals go off, he's going to be your guy, isn't he? You know, 29 points from that. Juju going off as well. That, Juju's that been him. good last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, and, you know, and... And Trevor Lawrence, you know, steady nineteen points in a, you know, probably could have won that game. And but Mika Parsons, you know, that 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 Dallas defense is is quite something, isn't it? Really, very very good. Um, Chase Edmonds and uh, Keenan Allen really killed Franco. Um, you know, their their performances, their point scores were just brutal. Like they scored less than five points between them. That's that's what killed him, I think. I mean, we said last week that Kyle would need to score over the Franco line, the one seven five to to get the win, and he gets one seven seven and gets the victory. 
Well, yeah, there Franco, you go. Franco's still with, within within touching distance of his normal points mark. As we said, a really solid, steady, boring kind of guy. Definitely didn't dance for four straight hours on Saturday night. No, just, you know, very unvolatile. You know, that was mm. the kind of performance that, you know, you, you expect from a man of his of his ilk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking at Kyle's team, like Christian Kirk must be one of the most infuriating guys to own. He's a wide receiver eight on the season. Uh, and he got 15 points this week, but in his previous three weeks, he'd scored eight, one, and six. <laughs> he's well, he's the what? Yeah, he's the type of player that you'd be, you know, benching, starting, benching, starting, benching, and you'd never get the right week, would you? You just, you know, that's the yeah, that is that's infuriating when you've got a player player like that. And I know Franco tried to get Kyle's head over Tyler Lockett. Is he going to start him on another bad week? And he pretty much did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it wasn't horrific, was it? I suppose no. so. You know, that's 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 the thing. It's seven and a half. I I'd kill for seven and a half points in my team. <laughs> when you said but, running backs combined for five points, I was like, oh, it took about five of mine to get to there. So yeah, incredible stuff. You're you're running back. Last oh, night. unreal, isn't it? <laughs> uh, final matchup then: Jake versus the Boring's duo. One sixty six versus one twenty two. A real shit house of a matchup. Um, the lowest score of the season for the Ballings team, like uh, only by one from you this week. Um, <laughs> and, and Jake had a rare, rare down week as well in terms of the scoring. He doesn't get the Murchison bonus, which you know. Oh no! What a shame. It's very upsetting. Uh, and I think you know when Jake doesn't score well, it's because the Lamar to Mark Andrews combo isn't isn't firing on all cylinders. Lamar got fifteen, Mark Andrews got one point four. He had a rare off week, but it was interesting. The Browns schemed up for it. They they double teamed uh, Mark Andrews and really kept him down. And and he's also now carrying a bit of an injury, which has got to be a bit bit of a worry for Jake because those two I think are absolutely fundamental pieces for his roster. Yeah, um, I yeah, I don't I don't see them going very far, him going very far without those two. Yeah. No. Put, so hopefully hopefully Mark Andrews can be can be back and fully fit for for Jake's sake. The Rumbler rumbles on, third back to back to back, hundred yard game and four games over twenty points, doing what he does, doing it unspectacularly, uh, much lower yards per carry. I've said it now a couple of weeks running, he's he's not seeming to be like the dynamic guy he was maybe it's a product of a worse offensive line but they are still putting the rock in his hands and he is still everything to Tennessee um, and, and you know you've got him on your lineup you're probably banking in 20 points most weeks and I still can't wait for him to play the Texans <laughs> yeah so th 30 carries 128 yards I mean that's that's a recipe for a victory isn't it if you're ever, ever you've seen one out of a running back yeah the man loves wear and tear uh, it was the Bucks that really killed the the Ballings duo, um, and again, that must have been bittersweet for Jake watching the Bucks absolutely stink, but knowing that it guaranteed him a, a victory uh, in this league, that could be a real fatal flaw for for the Ballings roster. Um, you know, it looked good at one part this season, but if uh, it, with their reliance on on Fournette and Evans and Brady, um, if they don't improve pretty quickly, then then the Ballings guys are gonna gonna struggle, and there's some some tough defenses coming up for them. And you add that to the Brees Hall injury, it's uh, it was a, a rough week for those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you look down their roster there, don't you? Like you said, it, it, it's dependent on Tampa Bay, and I mean that you know <laughs> they they kicked a field goal, and that was it. You know, they looked they looked 
you know, what was the stat is the first time Tom Brady hadn't scored a touchdown since, was it 2002, I think it was, the stat was. Yeah. And you think, you know, what what is going on there? You, you also look down at Kyle Pitts, who I think it's official, doesn't do bits anymore. You know, it's, I think, is it too soon to say that? If, but the very smallest of bits is all yeah, he I'm, does. Yeah, I'm coming out with a hot take there. So, uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts does not do bits. You heard it here first. Um, you know, Taysom gets it done. Always. Always. And, and, and you know, Debo is suffering for a bit of a hamstring from what I can see as well. But yeah. he's always suffering a little bit. But, uh, you know, he's he's he'll, he'll come back. But, you know, they've got they get they got Joshua Allen back next week. You know, so I, I'm I'm sure they're not you know, hugely concerned if you if you if you can if you can get rid of Tom Brady because is he done? Is it official? If, is... Did we ask that question last week? I certainly asked it. It, it has been asked Jake when he was on, and I think I might have mentioned it to Rawlins. He looks done. Doesn't look get... like he, he cares a lot. No, um, a bit like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. The old look... the old guys basically look like they are finally done. Yeah, I mean. It's... So cue a second half of the season resurgence. Yeah, second half MVP. I mean, look, if you're if you're 45 and you're supposed to be, you're trying to pass it 49 times, that that's not good, is it? You need you need to be on a snap count of that age. You know, you don't need to be reducing those pass attempts. But yeah, no, there we go. Cool. Um, so that's the end of like the the week in review. So let's jump on to the next segment, the week ahead. Um, so Ed, I didn't deliberately design it that I would have you on the week that I was playing you much like I did with foul last week but it's quite nice because it means that I don't have to commentate too much on my on my game and I can just throw it over to you and say what do you think is going to happen uh, oh okay yeah I did think it was a bit weird that you, you asked me on but then it, you know the stars aligned haven't they um yeah I mean going to be an interesting one now Jay Rob Rob's at the Jets you know he, he's got a week to learn the playbook you can't imagine, you know, probably some short yardage stuff mainly, but I can't imagine, you know, it, it being too hectic for him. But you know, it better than a, a better than a donut last week. So I, yeah. I I expect to see some some progression there at least. Um, you know, looking at your lineup as well. You know, we mentioned Kyler Murray um, earlier. That's and I'm 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 going to be starting Dak again this week. Uh, you know, see which what. What turns up there, really, to be perfectly honest. But then looking down, it's it's can my receivers step up that have been that have been saving me all season, really. You know, it, I don't know what the the concussions uh, situation for the sun god is, um, but hopefully that can be good. But Cooper, I get Cooper Cup back, who, despite the Rams being god awful, he continues to get about eight hundred targets every week, uh, which is good. Um, Raheem Mostert was pretty good last week, I thought. You know, he's he's been steady for me, really, um, which is good. But, yeah, I've got, got some receivers. I, I might have to try and make a trade at some point for a, a running back. But you're looking at your 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 team, it's rookie, <laughs> rookie-centric, rookie really, isn't it? You know, and, yeah. and they seem to be doing doing a good job so far. Uh, you've just got to hope that, that Burrow can perform against... Cleveland, who managed to do a very good job against against uh, you alluded to earlier, Mark Andrews. You know, will have they got the the ability to do that to chase? Um, but then you know, you, you saw what happened last week that those three receivers can do 
absolutely anything, can't they, in Cincinnati? So it, he's he's very, very blessed in that position, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I think it looks to be a close one. Um, 218 to 207. Uh, again, I've consistently not hit my uh, hit my uh, sort of prediction, so you should be probably be feeling fairly confident about that. I would have thought. Well, you're not you're not alone there, mate. I mean, everybody's kind of got some variance from their from their predictions, but um, yours is the currently the largest variance in the league. Well, you know, I like to <laughs> I, I, I like to you know set a standard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I think it will be a close one. Um, you're obviously able to swap in two different uh, tight ends, but you've got you've got a bit of cover there. And um, yeah, I'm I'm sort of uh, you know relatively confident that my guys will put up another good performance this week. Moving on, then Steve versus Valen. Can Steve keep the win streak alive uh, against uh, against Val? Um, it's not being projected that way. It's being projected as a as a Valen victory, one ninety eight to to two eighteen. Um, if Mac Jones isn't fit, and he clearly wasn't fit this week because the Patriots did something absolutely mental using two quarterbacks. Um, why they started him, I don't know. But if he isn't fit, Steve doesn't have two quarterbacks, um, so that could be extremely damaging for him. Don't know if he'll pick up Sam Ellinger uh, off of waivers and, and start him with real confidence. Um, but uh, no major issues for Valen, really. So I think if he can get enough production from his quarterbacks, then uh, I think Valen probably takes this one relatively easily. Um, but, you know, we've we've written Steve off before the last two weeks and uh, came back to bite me and then you. So, yeah, it feels a bit bitter, that, doesn't it, uh, to be perfectly honest. But, yeah like, but like, yeah, like you said, I think, you know, Valen's running back core, you would hope would see him over the line, you know, Jameis is going to do what Jameis does. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> Russell will stink the face up, I'm sure. So that'd be, that'd be quite interesting. Um, but yeah, you look, you look against the, the, you look at the tight ends there, Jesus Christ, that really, really stinking the place up, isn't it? The boat, boat, <laughs> especially Steve, Gazeki and Tonyan, you know, there we go. But uh, that, yeah, he's got to hope that Josh Jacobs turns up to some extent and, that, and that, you know, like you said, that Matt Jones plays, to be honest. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to Franco versus Jake. Um, hard to do the projections because I don't think Franco sorted his lineup yet. Uh, I think you're going to kind of lead us off on this one. Yeah, I mean, again, the the key for Jake, as it is, is Lamar to Mark Andrews, isn't it? You know, you've, you've got that there. He's got the rumbler. You know, again, if you can get your, your 60 points out of those three, you think you're in a game, really, don't you? You know, you've yeah. got Miles Sanders back this week off of a bye. Be interesting to see if the Eagles can continue their run. You know, they haven't really got a bit of a backfield by committee over there, but, you know, they've got so much talent across the board there, haven't they, that yeah. it, it helps. He's starting Taylor Heineke, which is currently, which is interesting. Um, yeah, he's got that that Heineke-McLaurin stack, uh, which yeah. performed relatively well last week. Um, Heineke didn't score loads of points, but uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they can do that back to back. Yeah, that should be quite interesting. And, and Jalen Hurts is back for Franco, so you'd have thought he'd slot straight in on there. Maybe to start his boy Kirk, you know, get on that MVP MVP hype again. So you thought you thought would he swap T Lawrence out and get Kirk in? You know, yeah, that's you know, J.K. Dobbins, I spoke, we spoke about him earlier, Dalvin Cook's back this week, so he's got some changes to make there. 
Um, yeah, it's got a bit of a rough bye week with Ceh and Juju and Everett and Keenan all, all out. But like you said, he gets he gets Diggs and Dalvin back, so it's kind of uh, adding some strength back in. Yeah, and you think M- M- Michael Parsons is probably good for thirty points against Chicago? You know, with the way that Justin Fields is running around out there, so you, you know, I'd like to think that that was a that's a good start there. Yeah, definitely. Last lineup then, Kyle versus the Bullins duo, currently projected 212 to 200. Uh, i got to think that the Bullins duo needs to bounce back this week. Uh, another 0-2 week would leave them in a really vulnerable position. They would, I think, at that point, really be struggling to to make a playoff run. The lineup still looks strong, though. Um, but it's, you know, their, their underperformance level is really high as well. Not quite on your level, Ed, frankly, but... Um, they are, I think, second in underperformance versus projection this season. So uh, they'll just be hoping that their Bucks guys get going um, uh, and that they get kind of somewhere near their projected points total. You never know what Kyle's team's going to do, right? His variability is is quite quite all over brand. the shop. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, so, some weeks he massively underperforms and some weeks he's really close to his projections. So... Um, you know, I, I I don't think I could pick this matchup if I if if I was a betting man, it would be pretty much no. a coin flip. I'm not a betting man, mate. No, okay. no, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? You know, you, you look at the Borlands team, and then they've stuck Josh Allen right down at the bottom to really, you know, really probably phase you about where they're going with that. So you know that 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 looks that looks good. And Kyle Pitts won't do bits, but you know Taysom, he's he's still there. You know. It, I think that that's where their team revolves around. It's ta- it's that N- uh, NFC South, isn't it? Really, <laughs> which is the Taysom Hill led Ballings <laughs> duo. Just what we all expected at the start of the season. There you go. Right. Um, okay. So let's move on to our our next section, which is a a, a bit of a feature for this week. Um, something new. So we are going to do a rookie review. Um, I think I said at the top, this is not going to be a ranking. Uh, event of like where would I draft them if I was starting a, a draft today because I think that would probably still include players like Jameson Williams who's been injured all season uh, Sky Moore players like that you know maybe some of the quarterbacks as well um, and but those guys have either underperformed or they've not played yet it's a ranking really of who we've liked this season who do we think is going to carry some value doesn't have any IDP players in because I think I'll do a feature pod on on IDP uh, later in the season um, and, and you know it's just more fun to do the offensive players so I think we're going to take it from 10 to 1 in, in alternate spots and uh, this is a kind of composite ranking between you and I and, and actually our, our rankings were, were really quite similar when when you sent yours through there was only one uh, one anomaly which we'll get to yeah it's, it could be quite interesting to you know just to see see what what everyone thinks of it really yeah yeah so starting in at number 10 tyler uh, i never know how to say his name algier uh, algier i would go with algier yeah, yeah algier tyler alligator um you know he's not looked spectacular since Corderell went down he's only got 285 yards and a touchdown but he looks solid right he's over four yards to carry which is more than we could say for a lot of running backs uh, so far this season and he's, he's sharing time with caleb huntley but I think he looks like a guy that will be around the league for for a few years. I don't think he's he's going to be a guy that is like necessarily going to lead the Falcons uh, next season. Um, but he looks like a solid pick for where they got him. Yeah, I like him. He's sort of he's a bit of a the smaller guy, you know, a bit stockier, sort of looks a bit more robust. 
personally I like that out of a running back. Um, you know, it it looks like he could he can last. You know, set, like you said, two hundred eighty five yards, seventy attempts. You know, over the four yards is, is what you want, and I think. The Falcons are still fighting their identity as a team. You know, yeah. Mariota's a, a, a stopgap, isn't he? Really, that's all he is. They're not. He's not the future. That they're trying to get through to this draft to get to get one of those rookies to sort of build forward. And I think he could be a, a decent start for a, well, a decent piece of that team. Yeah. Moving on to number nine, Drake London, and this was the one where I didn't have him in my top ten. I didn't have him in my top twelve. Uh, but you had him, and I think I probably have overlooked him. Um, so talk to us about Drake London, mate. Yeah, so I mean, 26 receptions for 315 yards and two touchdowns, which is, if you compare that to some of the other receivers on this list, it's it's not too dissimilar at all to some 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 players that we have ranked higher on this list. Um, you know, you, you we alluded to it there, you know, the, the, the type of offense that, that Atlanta have got. You know, you, you think that, uh, you know, a, a rookie coming in, a, a quarterback that's not necessarily going to drop back and pass 30, 40 times a game because that's not what he does. Um, you think he's probably getting a couple of good looks because of the attention that Pitts is, ga- is gathering. Um, but, you know, at 6'5", six, at six, 210, you know, that's a, that, that's a target. You know, he, he looks, you know, he can he can run. He's got that that straight line speed to some extent at, at sort of one of the the lighter receivers as 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 you were. And he's not sort of a big sort of DK DK Metcalf style. Um, but yeah, no, I I just like the look of him. I think I think he could be you know he could, he could be one of those, those those sort of the players that could sort of help them build. You know, they've got that young running back. You know, they get a quarterback. You know, they they they, they keep moving. That's a that's a nice looking offense. Yeah, I think I'd overlooked him. I I think it's probably just because of his points production since week four. You know, he had a 20-pointer against the Rams and a 13 against Seattle, and then he went 4-6-6-1. You know, so I, I probably just, you know, he was he was highly touted. In most leagues I was in, he was going second or third in the rookie draft. I personally don't have any, any shares of him because I don't think he's as good a receiver as some of the other receivers in this draft, but... He's he's certainly talented, um, and I hope that the Falcons have got uh, have got a good guy there. So, yeah, let's see let's see him kind of ascend, and then when we assess it at the end of the season, he's like the number one wide receiver. I can look like a twat. There, well, there we go. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, talking of receivers, I do like in at number eight, uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, much less yardage than than Drake London because he he has been injured. Twenty two targets for one hundred and fifty two yards, and and importantly the four touchdowns. This guy will go up and get the ball. Right, that's that's what he does. He reminds me of Mike Evans. Like uh, when Mike Evans was well, when when I was gonna say when Mike Evans was young, just like Mike Evans is now. Like you put the ball up. He's going to go up and he's going to get it, and he's going to come down with the ball. He's not going to run more than two yards after the catch. Um, and that's going to be it. But that is a really great kind of receiver. Uh, and I think that this is a guy who could mature um, in in the kind of commander's team. They just need a decent quarterback. Are you suggesting that Tyler, Tyler here, he's not a, a decent quarterback? Is that what you are? Or are you referring I, to Carson Wentz? <laughs> I was mostly referring to Wentz, but I think we all know that Heineke is, is not great either. He's, he can't be the future of that team. No, yeah, I know, I agree on that, but yeah, it, it it is. It's a bit of a there's a bit of a, like a Mike Evans. He's gonna he's he's gonna go for it. You know, he's not 
he's not six five. He's not, you know, was he five eleven? Isn't he? I think. Um, but but on the sort of lighter side, but you know, he's got that athleticism, that fight that you need to have really at that, at, at that size. And you know, most most corners aren't bigger than him, which which helps. And he's got that 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 shifty speed, and but he's you know, strong hands helps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, going up to number seven, uh, another commander, Brian Robinson. Yeah, with this, we've gone, you know, lots of fal- lots of Falcons, lots of uh, commanders. But yeah, what I mean, what a story from this guy. Back, you know, gets shot in the leg and that he's played three games now, 46 carries, 155 yards, um, you know, just the one touchdown to show for it. But you think that they've they found something with him. He run he runs he runs hard. Uh six one, two two five. You know, that's that's rumbler territory, isn't it? In terms of in terms of your stature of what you're looking at. You know, they they know how to they know how to do running backs in Alabama, don't they? So he he cut he cut he comes out of there. Um, you know, it's a, it's an elite elite group that they just churn them out somehow over there, don't they? But um he's sort of taken forty seven percent of the snaps since he's been in, so it means that, you know, despite him being a bigger back, you know, he, he's, he's seeing a lot of the field because once, once you've got someone in there, um, I, I, I suppose it demands attention, doesn't it? It's similar to the, the Titans that, you know, um, Henry's been in a lot higher percentage of the, the shotgun snaps in, in, in some of the passing formations now, whereas before it was fairly obvious when, when they were going to pass it. So, yeah, I like to see him do well. I mean, any person that comes out on their entry to 50 Cent's Many Men, I mean, is going to get plaudits from me. Uh, you just love to see it, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great player, great fun to root for. Um, moving up to number six, um, my second favorite re- rookie receiver in this draft, Garrett Wilson. Uh, I have a lot of shares of Garrett Wilson. At one point, I thought I was probably slightly overexposed to him, but then he started playing and he is really, really good. Uh, so far, 28 receptions for 314 yards and two TDs. He's really had his production scuppered by the return of the Milf Hunter, but I, I think we could all see it in those early weeks with Joe Flacco. This guy is a great talent. Uh, he is very shifty. He's got great hands. He runs great routes, et cetera, et cetera. Re, uh, rinse and repeat. Um, I think this guy, if they get a good quarterback in there, will easily be a top 12 wide receiver for the future. Yeah, I like him. It's, it's, it's a, again, a, it's a, he's a bit of a hybrid, isn't he? So he's not, again, he's not, he's not giant. He's not, he's not short, but he's, you know, quite, Quite similar, I think, you know, to, to to Dotson in that in that sense is, but you know, look the the two the two touchdowns, you know, the twenty eight receptions is good. Better, like you said, better with Flacco. Um, you think that why did why did the Jets give up every well not everything for Wilson, but sort of put all their eggs in basket when him when clearly doesn't seem to be the player that they thought he was. But yeah, it'd be nice to see, you know. Great receivers hang around with shithouse quarterbacks all the time. So, you know, the, the cream <laughs> rises to the crop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number five, another receiver, George Pickens. Yeah, I I like him. I there's there's something about him that you 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 know, big bit a big guy, big physical guy, not afraid to get involved in the run game. And I know that's a big thing that some of some some of the commentators like they, they hate that some of the receivers these days don't like to get in, involved with it. But twenty six receptions, three hundred thirty eight yards, and a touchdown. 
in what is can only be described as a absolute dumpster fire of an offense that they've got going <laughs> over there in Pittsburgh right now. I mean, if Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is getting in on the action, you know, I know I know they've got a young rookie quarterback as well. It you know doesn't help that the whole you know Najee Harris is being shot, being towing a boat, whatever whatever's going on with him, it's just it's just not happening. And he's you know sort of a bright spark. Him and Deontay Johnson sort of you know helping that team go forward really aren't they yeah he, he look he looks good he's he, he's a physical dude like you said he makes some great catches um i i think you know spoiler alert kenny pickett is not in this list of the top <laughs> 10 players he has looked more promising than i expect for, expected for a quarterback with tiny little hands um uh, little but, office hands uh you know who who knows whether he's actually going to turn out to be the guy for the Steelers, but he is really targeting Pickens, and, and no surprise because um, I, you don't see him go up and not come down with many balls. So I think uh, a bright future ahead of him. Uh, moving on to the number four player, Kenny Walker. We talked about him earlier. Uh, a real bright spot in 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 Seattle this season. Four hundred eleven yards, four TDs rushing basically bugger all on the receiving side as that's DJ Dallas's role. Um, and he's only been up over 50% snaps in three games. He is the best pure runner in this class of running backs. May not be the best running back overall because of the, the lack of receiving talent, but my God, this guy runs angry and uh, he spots holes and he is perfect for that Seattle DNA. Like you said, a little bit beast mode 2.0. Um, I love him. And that upsets yeah. me because he's a Seahawk. Yeah, they that's got to hurt, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, you, you you look at it, you know, it's it's what you want, isn't it? You know, five ten, two ten, four, right out of central casting that one, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> you, you, you know, like you said, the it's the it's the snap percentage. It you know, will it be a will it be a sort of a work against him? You know, if Seattle are chasing games and things like that, you know, you you look at um, Adrian Peterson towards the end of his career. You know, if he'd have been on teams that were more competitive throughout throughout the season, you think he would have gone on to not that he didn't do great things, but you know, some real, real big numbers just due to his lack of receiving ability to suck hands like stone. <laughs> uh number three, Damian Pierce, real surprise package here. Yeah, he's been he's been everything, hasn't he, really? It's 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 very odd to think that, you know, he's He's doing so well. I mean, 106 attempts. That says, you know, that that's the most of any of any that we've got here for 504 yards, 4.8 a carry. You know, that's that's where you want to be, isn't it? You know, for yeah. a for a team for a team that aren't in games, you know, three touchdowns as well. You know, they've got to feed in the rock, haven't they? Really, they they've really got to. You know, it's 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 good stuff from him. And again, he's that he's that that 510, 212 mold. Yeah. You know, that's that's what you want, isn't it? You know, uh, he's he's going to pound the rock. You know, he, he's, you know, at that at that size, you're going to be, you know, hardy enough to take those hits and move forward. You know, something that we that we maybe criticise uh, McCaffrey for being a bit small. Um, but yeah, yeah, you like you, you like to see you like to see it, and hopefully, you know, the Texans can can do do something and and try and get out of the shadow of Deshaun Watson, really. Okay, the number two player then is my favorite receiver in this draft, Chris Olave uh, for the Saints. 
32 receptions, 495 yards, two touchdowns. I think positive touchdown regression is coming for him because he's getting so many receptions and so many looks. Um, I said he's my favorite receiver. I've got him in so many leagues, all, all but one dynasty leagues I think I've got him in. Um, and I just thought coming out that this guy was going to be successful because whilst he didn't have the elite traits, physical traits, the, the necessarily the height, the speed, the weight, all of that kind of stuff that Drake London's got, um, his right running is uh, impeccable and it was in college and that nearly always translates at the pro level. Um, he His right running really reminds me of DeAndre Hopkins. He's not the same physical specimen, but I think this guy's going to be around for years and years and years because of that high quality right running that, you, you know, players can get better at over time, but it is an elite talent. You look at players like Keenan Allen, who've been good at that and, and just stick around. So uh, I love Chris Olave um, and I think he's going to be in the league for a long time. Yeah, he's a good player, and I know you're 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 very big on him. It's it's interesting, isn't it, that that some players come out of the draft where they haven't got the sort of A one physical assets, um, which sometimes means that the scouts have got to watch a little bit more tape. And for for receivers, a lot of the time, you know, a lot of those those great runner route runners that you've mentioned haven't been necessarily particularly high draft choices. You know, you you, you think of. The, the some of the quickest feet of all time in Chad Ochocinco, you know, not a not a highly looked at draft choice compared to some of those other receivers. You know, you can't, like you said, you you get a little bit better route running, but if that's if you're if you're shit hot at it, you know that that's it. It's 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 good to see he's gonna he's gonna be in there with Jameis knocking about throwing it up. He doesn't care, you know. It yeah, like you said, I think it's it's gonna be good for him long. Long term, they can sort of get their rebuild going, and hopefully, it'll it'll work out for him in that that sense. Yeah, on that right running point, like you look at someone like Des Bryant, like the right the reason that guy didn't last long term is he couldn't learn right running. He had like four routes in his right tree. That was it. He was an amazing physical specimen, but he just he he was just really basic, a real basic yeah. bitch. Yeah, it's just a big unit, wasn't it? He? he could, he could, yeah. he could, he could, he, he was a, he was a tight end playing out a receiver, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so top of the tree, the best rookie, no surprise to anybody here, Brees Hall. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It's sort of we we, have to, we put him in because it's the we agreed that it's how they've played so far, but you know, eight attempts, four hundred sixty three yards, five point eight a carry. Woo-hoo. Way way above the Trent Richardson uh, sort of line there, <laughs> as we like to call it. You know, four touchdowns. I mean, big reason, big success. Why the Jets have been been where they are again. Big guy, six one, two twenty. Going to pound the rock. They've got Michael Carter for the sort of you know the the change up. You know, coming out of of Iowa State as well, you know, that not renowned, not the, you know, not the, the football powerhouses in the college game that, 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 that we expect from sort of, you know, your, your Floridas, your Alabamas. Um, but yeah, so I think like we alluded to it earlier on, can he recover from that ACL? But you, you can't, you can't fault what he's done up until this point, really, can you? I mean, you know, okay. he's, he's been on the field, you know, for the majority of the time, really, you know, for, 40, 45, 27%, 51, 66, 66, you know, it's, it's good numbers. You know, when he's touched the ball a lot, it's, it's no surprise that they've won. Um, so yeah, you think, you know, 17 touches, you know, 18 touches, 20 touches, you want, you, 
that's what you want your 6 one 220 running back doing, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was 101 in nearly every rookie draft, even, uh, you know, well, super flex drafts is, is an interesting one because quarterbacks usually go first, but this year, because the quarterbacks were so bad, they weren't, right? So you were seeing um, uh, Brees Hall go go 101 in pretty much everyone. I'm in uh, three uh, dynasty leagues where I'm a rebuilding team and I had multiple first round picks and in all three of those, I had the 102. So I could not get Brees Hall. <laughs> now my backup was was getting Kenny Walker, right? So it's not it's not dreadful. Um, and I took Garrett Wilson in, in one of those to, to mix it up a little bit. So I've got some Kenny Walker and Garrett Wilson shares, but... Um, yeah, I did not get any Bruce Hall, and, and that is uh, that is upsetting because he is a fantasy stud. All right, good. That was that was good. Good little rookie roundup. We'll um we'll touch back in on it again later this season and sort of like assess where we've got to. Uh, like I said, we'll do some IDP content as well at some point in the season. That was a nice little different feature. Uh, moving on then to the final section of the podcast, the, the 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 now famous interview section. Ed, you messaged me earlier this week and said, idea for the podcast, listener questions. And I was like, brilliant idea, Ed. Why don't you come on and subject yourself to listener questions? Um, so I've shared most of them with you, but there are a few kind of loose cannon ones that I'm going to fire into throughout. Um, so first question is the obvious one. Ed, do you actually listen to the podcast? yeah i listen to it yeah i i like to listen to it you know but i don't like to get phased by other people's opinions you know i I, which i know obviously means i have been phased by them anyway but yeah you know sometimes you just got a real something about a a player and you don't like them or you 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 want them in and, and admittedly it's not gone well for me this season so far but you know i started off okay but yeah no i'm i'm an avid listener i, I make it part of my day it's good that you don't get phased and then put up 123 points. That's uh, yeah, that that's, is, it's handy, that isn't it? Yeah, it's really great news that uh, you're not getting phased. That, that's uh, me not being phased. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you could only imagine what it would have been like if I had been. <laughs> uh, so, question two: You can imagine who this one came from. Where does Bang Bang Chicken and Shrimp rank amongst your list of fantasy enigmas? Oh, I mean, what more can be said about Chris Polk? I bet some people can't even remember that that's his real name, to be perfectly honest. I but, had to look. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he came into my my championship team, that team that was, you know, I mean, he's he's just in there behind Blake Balls on my, you know, my MVP for that season. I mean, here's a man who <laughs> that season, 99 attempts, 334 yards and one touchdown. And he played 15 games that season for the Texans, <laughs> I, I, I might add. You know, so, I mean, he was he was really stinking the place up. I mean, he was under the Trent Richardson, you know, Becky Mendoza diagonal. So, you know, it's, it's really, really, really low there, 3.4. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a week where we were really struggling for running backs. I, th- I think it, it was the same season Franco started your boy Don Jackson. So, you know, it was... Running backs were going down like 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 flies at that that point. So yeah, he's he's he holds a place close to my heart. Unfortunately, a- though, can't get a Chris Polk jersey for love nor money. So you know, I have to go with Blake. He's a player in our league who's only referred to by his string of emojis, and that is a very <laughs> small club of players. You know, he's 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 definitely one of those that's like more memeable than he is playable. Uh, oh, I remember the other one I remember is Bishop Sankey, who got a lot of chat for a player who absolutely <laughs> <Bishop> Sankey. stunk. 
Yes, the bishop. Oh, God, Lord. Dawson yeah. loved that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, next question. Um, would you trade Vanilla Vic for Kirk Cousins? <laughs> question one. Let's go with right. that, first of all. Okay, is that in fantasy or in... Or, or do you want me to answer both? Do you know what? I don't think the questioner was specific, so I'm going to go with in real life. In real life? No, I would not. And here's why. He's not going to... He's not going to match... The, the The game script, the game plan is written around what Vinovic can do with his legs. You know, he's not... He's not going to be able to do any anything else, you know. And, and Kirk Cousins comes in... He isn't going to be running the bootleg. He hasn't got the receivers to be able to, you know, he's not got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen for God's sake to pass to. So that's it wouldn't be it wouldn't be worth it wouldn't be worth it. He'd be lost. Kirk Cousins would be lost on that Giants team, is, is my answer to that. I think that's a very sensible answer because I, I wouldn't either if I was the Giants. <laughs> um but uh and then the the questioner goes on to the second part of the question. If not which average slash mediocre QB would you trade him for? <laughs> wow. Which is, uh, you know, pretty damning of Vanilla Vic, but also of Kirk Cousins, uh, you know. So, uh, you I know, mean, I think average to mediocre is a compliment for Kirk personally. Yeah, you tell that you tell that to Michael Irvin. You know, he's on the on the Kirk Cousins MVP train, and I think I think Franco <laughs> might be a few carriages back from the sounds of it. But uh, but yeah, um, it's hard to say really. I, I, you'd like just a steady Eddie, wouldn't you? You know, that's the, I'll I tell you what, Jimmy G, you know, bang average, you know, I'd, I'd take Jimmy G on, on the on the Giants, to be honest. Oh, fair enough. Do you think you, to, I'll tell you what, you put Vanilla Vic in that San Francisco team, bloody hell. God, that would be dynamic. I, I mean, that's like, effectively what they tried to do with Trey Lance, just get him yeah, a exactly, run and then, yeah. and then he died. So, yeah, Vanilla yeah, Vic has is, is shown he's, he's, you know, he can take a hit and come back from it, you know. Yeah. The, Brave um, so this was inspired by Kenny Golladay. <laughs> Who is the biggest disappointment in in the New York Giants uh, history? Okay, right. Okay. So I've gone on. I, I prepared this in terms of who they drafted rather than free agent signing because you know giants have got so many poor free agents signing over the last 5 years that you know any one of them you could say you, you know you, you you that's that's worse than i mean than the most um so i've gone it's a it's a two, a two rounder so it's the 2012 draft picture this we just win the super bowl you know for the second time in what 5 years you know so we drafted in it. the 2012 draft is stacked i mean absolutely stacked we've got the last pick of of that round um and who do we end up taking we take david wilson who <laughs> who who inducted himself into the the hall of fame i think after about two weeks then went on to start fumbled started crying uh, i mean good God, he was he was horrible. That was the 32nd pick. And admittedly, you look at the draft picks and you think, you know, oh, well, we're not going to get anyone before that. But it's, it was a very strange Giants pick to sort of draft draft a running back. You know, the Giants have always gone, you know, big on defense. We've always taken the defensive player in the first round. It's, it's just what we do. So here are a few people that we didn't select. I mean, Derek Wolf, you know, 
it went on to do very good things. You know, this is yeah. very, in terms of selected not too far after this. He went, you know, a couple of picks into the second round. We also, Mitchell Schwartz, you know, a nice, a, a decent tackle we would have had. We've had offensive line issues for, since I can remember. And then Janoris Jenkins, <laughs> who we then went on to pay. He could have gone on the dartboard for the, you know, the free agent overpaying for him. Yeah. Then Bobby Wagner. So this is when the, the Seahawks started absolutely tearing up. Uh, Levante David. We've, we haven't had a middle linebacker. Well, ever really, uh, you know, to, to be perfectly honest, you know, there, there are some hell of players. And then in the end of the second round, we went and picked up people that Reuben Randall, you may remember him, you may do. not. Yeah. Um, you know, he went on to do absolutely fuck all, to be perfectly honest, you know. So, you know, and then players that we could have taken instead of him, you know, includes, well, Russell Wilson went in the third round, you know, DeMarco Davis you've got there, Olivier Vernon, another player that we went on to overpay for in free agency as well. So, you know, that 2012... That 2012 draft really set us back a few years because it wasn't it it was about four years before we went made it back to the playoffs again. So yeah, yeah. That that but David Wilson tried to inject himself in the Hall of Fame, did a backflip as a celebration out of the league in no time. Uh, then went to do long jump, I believe. So um, yeah, uh, averaged 4.4 yards per carry for his career, his very short career, which is significantly above the uh, aforementioned Trent <laughs> Richards zone which for future reference is 3.3 yards per carry. 3.3, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but yeah, he was terribly, terribly disappointing. Cool, right. So I've got some quick hitters. I've not shared these with you uh, because I think they're they're quite easy answers. So inspired by your uh, massive jersey collection, what other team would you support if you didn't support the Giants and why? Oh, um... It would have to be the Saints. Boo. And the reason is, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a very unpopular opinion, but that's where my family in America originate from. So from, from just outside New Orleans. So that would be the, the obvious answer. Fair enough. That's a good answer. I like it. Uh, why do you drop back like a wuss? Uh, I've got no gaps between my bones. Uh, it was a, a problem I had with a child. As a child, uh, that was a, a serious medical condition. Hence, being as mobile as probably Trent Richardson. Uh, you know, the the athleticism very very low on my draft grade. Small tiny hands. You know, it's 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 not it's not looking good for me. And then final question. It is a keep trade cut question. Oh, okay, yeah. Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> fucking hell yeah <laughs> i know this is good yeah right <laughs> isaiah isaiah spiller or jk mckissick oh, fucking hell <laughs> can Keep i just kill trade can... cut jk oh, jd I... mckissick pikey JD. i don't want to, to talk about it. i couldn't remember who i was starting it was it was <laughs> i think oh just so devon's not on that list um Cut Spiller, trade McKissick, start McKinnon. There you go. Boom. All right. Good, good. I mean, the trade capital you'll get back for McKissick is uh, <laughs> Hi, massive. <baby. laughs> uh, right. Well, that's the, that's the end of the questions. Um, anything from you, Ed, that you want to add to the podcast? 
No, I'd just like to thank you for having me on this week. Uh, it's good to, good to be back. You know, hopefully the maracas weren't too distracting this week. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I, I look forward to hopefully getting an invite again, again soon. Yeah, you definitely will. You definitely will. So, yeah, thanks. It's been great for ha great having you on. Great to do an additional feature. We've obviously run long this week, which is good. Setting new records. Hopefully, uh, setting new records for downloads as well. Maybe we get. Oh, I'll be advertising. <laughs> Link in bio. Well, and and obviously, when you do uh, hear this, uh, you know, like and subscribe. Rate us five stars on uh, Spotify and uh, and iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called these days. And uh, we will see you all again next week. Uh, let's ride.